Welcome to the first Big Brother Canada eviction recap episode of the UR Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone and I'm joined as ever by Logan with an L, Logan Saunders, and everyone's BFFN, best friend for now, Ben Powell. We are, of course, on Twitter using the hashtag YATNCast, and also you can now send us emails to YATNCast at gmail.com. That is YATNCast at gmail.com. So, do we think that it was a good opening week for Big Brother Canada? So, thank you very much for joining us today. We will be back next Friday for another eviction recap episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at MJHarmstone, Ben's is at Ink1Y and Logan's is at LogSuperCoac. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at the opening twist, I'm not going to lie. I think you guys saw some of my messages where I was like, I cannot believe they are doing this. They're just basically copying it off Big Brother UK. Like, one of the things that they're doing Big Brother in the UK and Australia, besides the public voting thing, is they actually, is sometimes Big Brother goes evil. And Big Brother was particularly evil in, at this, in the first two episodes. Like, making them sleep on the floor and subjecting everyone to slot from the first minute of the game is particularly very, is particularly cruel. Especially for a Canadian TV show. To be fair, Big Brother probably did go over the loudspeakers and go, I know, Gut, I know this is terrible, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry we're making <laughs> you sleep on the floor, and I'm so sorry about the slop. Please forgive me. See, if this is Big Brother US, that uh, Zach would get, like, his own bedroom or something. Grandma's pet. Yes, 15 of you are sleeping on the floor. Zach, you're going into the bedroom, baby. My bedroom. <laughs> the the Grodner suite. <laughs> and this is why we are inappropriate. <laughs> so... Did we particularly like the the fact that we uh, they made them do uh, they made everyone nominate? Very uh, Big Brother two thousand ish. I didn't mind it considering all of them were planning on throwing the first HOH competition except for Sarah. Yeah, I think it was probably um, sort of because of the fact that everyone seemed to be throwing the first HOH competition that they did this rather than. Uh, anything else. I think they looked at the cast and went, well, no one's going to try and win. It'll be such an anticlimactic first week. Why don't we just make them all nominate? That'll be fun. Especially when they're looking for twists that the US version hasn't done properly. Mm. Having said that, we then we're going to get a carbon copy of an uh, American twist from the past couple of years fairly soon, aren't we, with the returning evictee. So, yay! Doesn't that pretty much happen every season, though? In the US one, yeah, it does now. It's it has done the past. Happened in a, it happened in a Big Brother UK one one as well. Yeah, the Big Brother UK one is always hilarious though because it tends to be a public vote. And Big Brother Canada's already brought somebody back in the first season there, so it's more of a surprise if they didn't do that as opposed to uh, as opposed to them doing it as they are now. Yeah. Sucks. And thanks to KFC for that. If it wasn't for KFC, uh, nobody would have been brought back. Yeah. If I'm hashtag twist twist twist. If I'm not mistaken, KFC are responsible for the live feeds, not voting. Would you be mistaken? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't follow Canadian uh, sponsorship politics. What's that about? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh wait, that's a different accent. I was trying. To, I was trying to like. Um... <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> was that accent? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
Was that I, a Scottish South accent? Af- that was like South African. That almost sounds like a hybrid of Scottish, Irish, and you having a medical problem. A Scottish Kentuckian trying, trying to talk to, OKFC. I, I, had, I, was tr- I was trying to say Kentucky Fried Chicken in a Canadian accent, and then I realized I had no idea what a Canadian accent really sounded like. And the, so I just like I just like extrapolated. What's the one Canadian thing I know? About equals a boot. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Were you trying to do that with Lockjaw? <laughs> Uh, well at least Cindy with an S lived up to my expectations nah she didn't she exceeded your expectations (laughs) with seven nominations though and she wasn't the first boot she wasn't but only because you know Kevin may or may not have screwed up that veto royally he screwed up everything ro- royally, though, didn't he? There we are, going on to Kevin finally. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's not it's not an unpopular opinion, though. No, I mean, he's not as unpopular as Will from, Will from Survivor at the moment, I don't think, but he's up there. He's not, he's, not, no, he's not as unpopular as Peter, but, you know. Are these new to you, are they new to you Michael? Because, you know, I have, I have, you know, a few more groundbreaking things. Like, the first five weren't popular. What are your feelings on Peter, just out of interest? I believe we covered that on the last (laughs) podcast, if I am not mistaken. Quite a lot. (laughs) Well, what do we think of Cindy with an S's domination? For want of a better word. Well, apparently a spy movie somehow helped in the Big Brother house. She was looking for the tumblers, and that didn't even have anything to do with social media, and she uh, pulls out the veto win. To be fair... When she won, she did call the entire house shitlords. Yes, yes. Very necessary. How did we uh, like the the usage of the vault as well? It was a bit over the top, especially when we get to talking about the eviction, but uh, it was, I guess they, had, they must have had a pretty big budget because they put in way too many over-the-top functions for the vault that probably could have been simplified, particularly with the eviction process when... Uh, Risha and uh, Peely or Pilar or whatever she's going by when uh, Arissa Cox was essentially playing a game of pot and cold was trying to get them to their safety deposit boxes to retrieve the envelope and then they <laughs> open the envelope envelope quicker than the actual music playing in the background. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't, because they were keeping the same layout of the house, they couldn't really hide the war room again, so they had to repurpose it. Right. Because they were obviously told by Global, you're not changing the layout of the house. We like it how it is. Didn't it take like six seasons for the Big Brother US house to uh, build it, build that uh, balcony or that second floor into the house? Every, it was always one floor uh, all seasons prior to that? Yeah. They didn't have it in season five, but I definitely had it in season six. Because, you know, the most prominent se- the pro- most prominent scene of season six was, you know, Janelle, Ye- Janelle yelling, ha, ha, ha. Up the up the staircase. <laughs> yes. You date older man. And now, over a decade later, we have uh, we have Russia, who dates younger men. The Russia, the uh, the other member of Wu Tang Clan that didn't quite make it in. Uh, did we like the fact that Canada got the ultimate say? Definitely gets people hooked into the online uh, service there with trying to gain as much influence as possible. Otherwise, they probably would have been 
ignoring the website for the first several weeks. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty disappointed that the live feeds weren't up because I kind of wanted to look at them after Wednesday's episode, but I got to vote instead. I didn't care that much. Mm. It's it's disappointing that we didn't really get that we like uh you know didn't actually get to watch the live feeds until the eviction because like right now Richard has to be like the most under edited uh, first boot ever. Yeah, I mean that's like that's in terms of in terms of the amount of content we can get from her, it's all limited to the show. Whereas with Cat and and Anik and all the other first boots from all the other big brother shows, you get, at least get like a week's worth of contents. All the live feeds, like you know, Cat, Cat, and Anik got the both got the live feeds, but Russia didn't have that. So all she got was her edit on the show. That's pretty. It's pretty, you know, unfortunate. I think Cat didn't even get live feeds, or she did get live feeds. Yeah, she did. Ben said. Hmm. Um, ah. I mean, I think probably the reason that spoilers Russia went over uh, Pilar was probably because we didn't see any of Pilar in the first episode. Potential, potential was key. Yeah, I mean, Risha we saw quite a lot of because she got nominated really early, but Pilar we saw naff all of, and, you know, that probably saved her. Despite the, mm. despite the fact that I voted for her to go over Risha because Risha would have been hilarious to stay in the house. I voted for I voted to get rid of Pili too. Did you vote, Lolo? I, I was split, but I went the potential route and uh, voted to evict uh, Risha, sadly. Ooh. But now I'm, I think I might be regretting that decision. Yeah, I mean, I think Risha could have caused a lot more trouble. Potentially. Because she seemed like the sort when, you know, there was actually someone in power rather than everyone in power. As she thought. Well, she was so antisocial with the rest of the group, and she was already threatening to yell at everybody, as opposed to Peely, who seemed totally complacent with their position. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a lot funnier, I think, if Risha would have stayed. But I'm kind of not devastated. Obviously, if it's a public vote for someone to come back, she has absolutely no chance, given that she got evicted by the public, but... You never know, though. Like, sometimes public, like, immediately rectifies their mistakes. In Big Brother 4 in the UK, the, um... In the that was that was a season where someone someone got to get voted back in, and the the person who got the the, the week that that ended, the, someone got voted back in, the person who was evicted that week came second on the vote. I mean, it all depends on whether the next four boots are horrible people. Because if they're horrible people, she's got a a chance at least. So Kevin, Jordan, and Johnny have to be the next three eliminations for that to happen. I would quite like to see Johnny go very soon because I think he'd probably be quite heartbroken. I'd like to see. I like to see them all go. Zach, Johnny, Jordan. Triple eviction night. Well, to be fair, she did say that it would be the next, oh, the first five boots rather than you know, the fir- the next five uh, weeks worth of boots. So we're probably going to get at least one double in the next five weeks. We get at least three doubles a season, don't we? Yeah. Especially like when the game's the... only 75 days total, I think. Didn't they say 70 in one of the episodes? I might have been mishearing that, but I think they said 70 days this time. I thought oh. they did say 70. Yeah, I thought in the episode they said uh, 75, and maybe the five days was before the live feeds went on. I would have thought it'd be 70, but... I think we were just saying 75 a lot in the preview episode. Yeah. 75 is what it was last year. At least it's not 127 days or whatever uh, Big Brother 16 was, because uh, 
I would probably be very, very bored if that was the case. I would not commit four months to uh, Big Brother Canada. Yeah, there's not many, there's not many seasons of Big Brother that last more than a hundred days. There's only like there's, there's only like one in the U, there's only like one in the UK that comes close, and there's a, only a few in the Australia that go over by like one or two days. Yeah, I mean Australia does it occasionally. Africa, I think, does more than a hundred days. Yeah. They were actually last year. They were actually like advertising uh, the last year's season of Big Brother Australia as the shortest season yet, with eighty days. According to Wikipedia, it's going to last for ten weeks. So, make of that what you will. So many days. Yeah. Oh, also, I've just accidentally found out who the HOH is, so I'm annoyed now. Damn you guys. <laughs> Do you think that Richard would have been voted out over Cindy? Probably, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Well, we'll never know since we never saw the feeds. No. We barely saw anything. Yeah, but that's kind of like, the... It was a pretty it was a pretty contentless, like, spread around contentless first two episodes of Big Brother Canada. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, Even more so than usual. I'm not sure Canada's vote was a good idea for the first week, especially when they weren't giving us live feeds. Too little information to go by. Yeah, I mean, you could probably make the argument that Risha was a little bit screwed by this twist. Well, a lot screwed by this twist. Cindy got seven, Risha got five, Peely got four, I think, if I'm not mistaken. You know what would have been really evil? is if they uh, revealed who each person voted for for nominations. That would have just doubled the evilness of the twist. I thought they were going to do that. I thought they were going to topaz them all. You just got topazed. I thought they were going to absolutely throw everyone else under the bus just to, you know, make it hilarious television. Does that mean that once you're thrown under the bus, uh, the bus runs over you and you now have blood on your hands? Yeah, pretty much. But didn't you hear? Everyone has blood on their hands. Yes, yeah. they're all Lady Macbeth. It's got to be like the top five most overused expressions in Big Brother, doesn't it? Blood, blood on their hands, puts a huge target on, on their back. Thrown under the bus, backdooring. I'm sure we'll find more as we go along. Chance to take out a huge threat. Sounds like a drinking game where you could get heavily intoxicated very quickly. Anything amazing Characters? from the intro videos that stuck out for anybody? Um. Besides Kevin's, which uh, puts him in the same club with uh, Tom and... Uh, Tom and Gary, but uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> anything else? Let's go over that. Let's go over that one. <laughs> what, what did he say exactly? Did someone write it down? <laughs> He's gonna. Besides playing a nearly flawless game, um, which has already happened. I, I didn't get the exact motorboating quote, but uh, <laughs> compared to the facial expression, I think Kevin had a very specific desire for what he wants in the house. Did that, per- did that perhaps involve a woman of a certain age? Yes, a cougar, believe it or not. Someone o- older than him, twice his age, actually, now that I think about it, because we don't know if Kevin's 21 or 22, and then uh, Rish is uh, 41. I, I remember that um, that he definitely mentioned wanting a cougar, and he definitely mentioned wanting a cougar with big boobs. And that plan all went away within a week. Less than a week. Less than a week, she goes out the door. Kevin's not wants to be flirting with as many people as possible, but the only person who's flirting back is uh, Johnny. So, you know, great, great week for Kevin. And can we talk about the 30-hour balloon competition where Kevin's already been outed by uh, Brittany and uh, Sarah? Yeah, I, 
that was the one thing that I uh, I forgot to mention because this was hilarious. It, is it... Can I just say that if I was in the Big Brother house and someone threatened the possibility of me not having food, I will probably cut you. Is it fair to say that <laughs> that the producers don't particularly like Kevin, and they are trying to screw him? Not sure, really. Like they give it, they're giving this opportunity for screen time, and they're making him like quote of the week all the time. So it's hard to say what they want out of him. But I just think it's fortunate that been, he's been humiliated so much thus far. Because the thing is, they could have given that to anyone, but they gave it to Kevin because they knew he'd take it. I hear that professional poker players will tend to do quite a bit for uh, money. Yeah, I mean, Maria and Tiffany did. Come on now, they just, they didn't do that. Let's, let's, let's not get into Maria and Tiffany from The Amazing Race. Let's keep this uh, a Big Brother podcast. And Danny Duke, actually, come to think of it. Yes. But yeah, would you do that also, for a thousand dollars? I also pose open shortly in a in a field of flowers. Yes, I probably would actually. If I could do, if it you could something. do it subtly. You mean not show up? I we don't know what the edit was like exactly, but it appeared that Kevin happened to come over after being out of the competition for three hours, and then it seemed like within the space of about five ten minutes, the balloon just pops out of nowhere. I would think he would be pretty suspicious, and then if you combine that with Diary Room uh, producers there, they're probably saying, hey, how do you think the balloon popped? Do you think it was the guy who came over ten minutes earlier, and then you guys said the start all, all over again? If I'm not mistaken, the task was not to pop it. The task was to make sure it hits the ground. Oh, he just had to make it hit the ground, so he could have just accidentally bumped it by leaning over or accidentally tripping or something. You didn't even have to do the grand scale of finding somebody else's blue ring, wrapping it up in a sweater, and then walking over and popping the balloon and make the loudest burst possible. Yeah, what I would have done in that case is gone over, spent like an hour or so there, pretended to fall asleep and hit the balloon so it knocks onto the floor. Because that's all he had to do to win the the grand. He didn't have to pop it. And in fact, it kind of defies the point if he does pop it, because then they have to provide another balloon for them to get that number. Which is deducted from the $1,000 that he earned, probably. Producer saying, damn it, damn it, Kevin, you cost us. You cost us the big red balloon. There goes $10 from uh, your winnings. Also, for, from my knowledge of Canada, he's going to have a very hard time spending $100 notes. No one's going to no, accept. No, it'd be very difficult. Uh, Can you really make it rain with nine hundred ninety dollars in in Canadian dollars? No, you need. If you're going to do that, you need like probably tens, maybe less than that to to properly make it rain. Because he only had ten hundred dollar notes. It's not really making it rain. It's a very <laughs> brief rain. It's a it's a it's like a downpour here in the Okanagan because we uh, live in the desert. So it'd be like Okanagan rain, where it just pours for uh, five, ten minutes, and then you're good for the rest of the day. Yeah. Or it's like, or it's like the the you know the yellow ice that comes out of an airplane. I mean, I don't hate Kevin as much as Ben obviously does. Both of does, us, both me and Logan hate him. That... <laughs> I like, I like, I I hated him before, but now that he's epically failing on national television and probably being screwed over a bit by producers, probably leaning players in the direction of who sabotage a challenge in the diary room. Now I can uh now I can root for a guy who's who's just gonna probably fail in one of the most epic fashions in uh, quite some time. Who else do you think would have taken the bribe to sabotage? Johnny obviously would because Johnny has no shame, but 
Jordan would because we get, get him screen time. Well, that's why um, he made the first alliance is because he wanted screen time as well. Make the first legitimate alliance and, oh, I know this will be showing on TV before the live feeds are up. Anyone who speaks to the cameras in the storage room is automatically, you know, everyone should listen. What about Sarah? Sarah did it. She danced in the she danced in the storage room. That's like the that's like a different thing. That's the dance of death that, that dooms you to being booted early. And if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, she also started talking to the camera, saying stuff like "This is amazing." That's different. Dance 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 of doom, like a Nick from last season. So she's probably gonna get booted second. Who else probably would have done it? Did we see anybody else in the episodes here? Wasn't it just those three, uh, Risha and uh, Cindy and a bit of Peely? Wasn't that pretty much it? Wasn't everyone else? Uh, I guess Zach got a bit of airtime, but we don't really know a whole lot about everybody else. Would Cindy have done it? No. Like for someone I don't think who, she's that reckless. The, yeah. She's annoying, but she's not reckless. I think... I think um, yeah, Cindy wouldn't have done it. None of the none of the girls who were on the block would have done it. I think uh, Jordan, Johnny, Jordan or Johnny would have done it. Zach, he strikes me as someone who's not, you know, that desperate for a grab of screen time and a thousand dollars. He he strikes me as someone who's more smarter than that. He's also smarter um, than Johnny when it comes to permutations with uh, entering the code into the vault after the challenge. Johnny goes through probably the same number of permutations multiple times, and then Zach just walks up there and. Maybe that it, maybe in reality took Zach ten minutes, but it seemed like he knew which permutation was missed. Yeah, I mean Johnny was just going around wildly with that guessing the numbers. And wasn't it 120 like, combinations, not 125, like they said? Yeah, I didn't do I didn't do advanced mathematics in school, so I have no idea what, this, what those words mean. I'm half convinced. I'm half convinced you're just making them up. The way that you do that sort of a challenge is do methodically so you start with one number is uh yeah they were looking for patterns <laughs> nine seven two three four okay what do we want to do next uh one one six seven nine eight how are we keeping track of this guys <laughs> yeah what i would have done is done like all the starting with ones and then all the starting with twos until you know you got down to the right one yeah, but consider that everyone everyone here have been up for at least 30 hours straight. Yeah, but it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think, hmm, there's got to be an easy way to think about well, this. Well, like I said, you've been I'm, up for 30 hours straight. Like, you, it's, you, your brain stops, starts to stop functioning after after 24 hours of no sleep. And at 30 hours, you might as well be, might as well be in a coma. Also, everyone wasn't necessarily up for 30 hours because they should, if they were sensible, they should have just done shifts. Basically, there's no beds. There's no way to sleep comfortably for, and you know, there's no way to sleep comfortably. So I don't, I doubt they actually got any real sleep. They really, there's no point in anyone else staying up and supporting them because there's nothing you can do. You just have to sit there basically and make sure it doesn't drop on the floor. So everyone else might as well have got as much sleep as they possibly could to stay awake enough. I bet Willow had no problem staying awake for that long. She has a ton of energy. She was doing somersaults and snowboarding and random flips all the way all all, all the way through her intro video and I and think I it was Ashley, all the way to Big Brother House. Yes, and then uh, Ashley doing a backwards Tala dedication, which is probably the most obscure dedication you could probably do in Big Brother Canada. I sure it's obscure though, because like, like she's really popular. She's kind of really popular. Like she, she got, she was one of the cast guys that got invited into the house for season two. So 
You know, she's not right. like an obscure, fig- obscure figure in Big Brother history. I was thinking more of just that moment specifically with Talitha. Is that what she's really known for? Is walking backwards downstairs? Well, the Big Brother stairs in on her on her entrance into the house is pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty memorable entrance. It sort of encapsulates Talitha perfectly. I like how energetic Willow was even after zero amounts of sleep. I don't think she's going to be a sort of major game player, but it's, she's going to be entertaining enough as long as she lasts. You'd be surprised what you know what Canada brings up as game players. Like, did anyone really suspect Nettle would be the Nettle would be the mastermind of season two? She did was anyone... very hidden away for the first third of the season. And Heather as well. Did anyone think she'd last to the, as long as she did? Nope. <laughs> Who do we think is likely to get Iked? Because you know it's going to happen at some point soon. Uh, Probably about week three or four. Yeah. Someone is going to. Get a secret mission. Extrabla- extrapolating from the data we have, it's got to be Brittany. They're not. They're obviously not going to do the same thing again, as much as they'd probably like to, because it'd be hilarious. But I think Brittany would be a good choice if they did give a secret mission to. And if somebody already betrayed her, or she was already on the block to begin with. Yeah, I mean, we need someone who's been completely screwed over, basically. And we need, and we need them to quote win unquote a challenge that lets them do something. I kind of think that when they do the. Uh, Luxury challenge like they did with Ica. They're pro- it's probably going to involve the vault this time. They're going to have to use it while they've got it. Because th- there are a lot of boxes in there that will get wasted otherwise. So, will the twist be she gets to choose a, choose a housemate of her choice, seal them in there, and let, let, leave them to rot? Probably, yeah. Until they can remember the five div- digit code from week one. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Or Jordan. I, I'm not picky. <laughs> oh, Ben. Going straight for murder. Or torture, generally. They've already built up another showmance in the house, eh? They really want to build up Zach and Ashley. They're, like, really trying to force the prairie, the prairie showmance, I should say. Really? Did Was there enough, was there enough uh, screen time from Ashley to, to you know... Did, wasn't there any confession that, confessional that Zach was cute? That was pretty much it for her, yeah. And that's very stereotypical Calgary uh, intro video at the start of the season. Yeah, the riding the ranchman's. Uh... Yes, riding the mechanical bull in Calgary, and oh, it was. I'm thinking, I think yeah. that was a. T- I think that was a task in Amazing Race Australia. It was. I was just about to mention that Ben. Um, oh. When when Amazing Race Australia two goes to Calgary, they do indeed go to ranchman's, and that is riding the bull is a additional task that earns people a uh, or earns one team an advantage the next morning. Huh. Aussies know about Calgary. I did, I did not expect it to happen due to reality television. I know the Calgary Flames are a thing, but that's basically... And, and partially major race Australia, that's all I know about Calgary. <laughs> I think the Israeli race went there as well. Hmm. And they have, did, they, did they have to tie them to, a, tie them to a bull and make them kill it as they rode it? Or something <laughs> absolutely outrageous? Ride a real bull. Oh, the, just, just reading about the Israeli race is making me love it even more this year. Mm. The, the final leg is tomorrow, and there's been some ridiculous tests recently. Our next uh, podcast spin-off. Once we learn Hebrew. Yes. We'll all take Hebrew lessons together. Quote from the latest uh, leg. Teams would then be directed to the Pink House, Casa Rosada, to find their next clue. They would have to collect 20 locals in the nearby square to help them recreate the 1996 film Evita. Once they had 20 people, one team member would dress as Ava Peron, as portrayed by Madonna, and sing the film's main song, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. The other would present the 20 people with onions to chop in order to bring forth tears like the audience in the film. Once the one playing Peron finished the song, teams would get their next clue. <laughs> what the hell? 
this is from the same uh, same franchise that you know made people eat the entirety of cake ingredients. Anyways, uh, Big Brother Canada. Can we talk about how egregious the screen time was between Johnny and Jordan, despite the fact that they barely did anything, and you know they're only you know yeah Johnny's Jordan's only appeal is being being you know a Peter Brown knockoff. <laughs> Yep, you can, bud. Mark, if you don't have, if you don't have something if you don't have something constructive to say about me not liking Peter Brown, no, I I just I like when we have irrational hatreds. <laughs> it's not irrational; it's completely irrational. It's, it's like me with uh, Bopper and Mark. What's irrational is people like is you liking him. Well, I I have nothing to base him on because I've not seen his season. Then you can't comment on me not liking him if you don't even know if you don't even know who he is. My entire experience of Peter Brown is the sideshow from last year. Exactly, nothing to base him on. So you know, it's kind of funny to see how much you hate him without me knowing why. Really, did we really need a trench coat and pull for Risha in her intro video? <laughs> I know <laughs> that that was one thing I did mean to mention actually. What on earth? And they also have to mention it over her parents dying. It's a very, very awkward uh, contrast, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't need to show her in the trench coat and suspenders walking down the streets of Toronto. But it was kind of nice to get a bit more backstory about her with her parents dying. That was something I did actually appreciate, because it's nice to see people's motivation for why they're on the show. And she did end up being the first boot, so it's the closest thing we could get to character depth. I guess. Because we're certainly not getting it from a lot of these characters, because, you know, they're based up... <laughs> they're skewing the edit towards a certain number of people, and they're not budging from that. So, who do we think is going to win the HOH competition? Yeah, man. Uh, or do you know already? <laughs> I already know. And I don't, I don't really consider one of those major... Oh, spoiler, don't tell me things, so... It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me. It's like, oh, cool. I don't know. Okay, Logan, who do you think is going to win, then? <laughs> oh, who do you think is going to win the HOH? Other than Yamamet, other than, uh... Because this challenge is... The HOH challenge is pretty much a copy of the first individual immunity challenge from Survivor Fiji. And the one that they keep going back to with... Well, it's the one that Coach fell off at the Final Five in Token Tunes. The one that Parvati's won twice. The one with... Um, the sort of conclusion of the Colby and Jerry storyline from Heroes vs. Villains as well. With the uh, hey, Cowboy? <laughs> um, hey, Colby. Get it right, Michael. Gosh. Cowboy was a was a house guest on Big Brother Season 5, so we're really mixing up people here. And also a uh, <laughs> Survivor Cook <laughs> Islands think, contestant. Uh, is that what you were going to say? I never, got, I never got why in in the UK and in you know Australia and stuff, they, they call them housemates, but in the US and Canada, they called house guests. Like, house guests in Australia and the UK generally refers to people who are visiting the house but aren't staying. So I'm not sure. Why is everyone in the house in the US and Canada called house guests? I think because they're not staying. Yeah, I think it's because they're not staying. If they were a house guest, then there's no requirement for them to stay. If they're a housemate, then they're sharing the house technically. So why are all the ones in the brother in US and Canada called house guests? Probably to differentiate it, because, you know, the Americans, they like being different for one of a better term. But Canada. Canada's just copying uh, the US's lead. Yep. It's America pro- Junior. Yeah, it's probably just a requirement of uh, of Robin Cass coming over. Yeah, so you have to call them house guests. It's very strange. Uh, must be a cultural thing. I mean, we don't have any Americans on here, so we'll never know, we'll never know if it is a cultural thing. Anyway, Logan, who do you think is going to win the HOH? Um, I'm guessing going to guess whoever's won the smaller people out there, so... Maybe somebody random like uh, Sarah or Willow or Willow 
there's a lot of energy but I don't see her uh, being still for that long. So maybe somebody like Sarah who can just zen out and have 1960s uh, psychedelic uh, highlight music reels uh, go through her mind throughout the whole time. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yes, Steve Miller Band. You know what one room in the house needs to be modeled after? I think they need to clone... Uh, Bobby's Hawaii uh, room video from his intro and have that as this a on, room I, in the house. I said this on Twitter, but that is not a room. That's not a room you get laid in. Maybe that's going to be uh, the HOH room design. Maybe he goes to that place. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the fact that he lives with his parents already <laughs> makes it by default to go to the other person's place. Oh, I miss. I must miss that part, part of his biography. Yeah, so it's his parents' basement that he has the Hawaii room set up. Yeah, in. he he did say in his bio that he, if he won won the hundred grand, he'd want to put some aside so he could move out because you know chilling in my parents' basement is awesome and all, but you know, it's getting a bit boring. Can life get boring for Bobby? Probably not, because I suspect that he doesn't have the long term memory to remember that life is boring. <laughs> it's the polite way to put it. <laughs> what about the veto competition? What about those ridiculous outfits that they made everyone wear? On on that note, why in every competition are all the guys topless? Why not? Cindy wanted six packs. Yeah, it happened in the veto, and it's happened in the HOH as well. Like I said, why not? <laughs> Just weird. And then Cindy and Risha were provided with the with the shorts that I don't think even qualify as shorts. Yeah. That was Jillian style. And forced to and forced to wear their hair in pigtails. Very, very odd. Uh, I'm curious who the producers are that uh or the the fashion specialist who uh, assigned these very uh steampunkish uh out uh two si- uh, sizes, two small outfits for uh the veto competitors. Yeah. It's it's just a weird week. <laughs> just like the HOH competition, it was adjusted for everyone's height, size, and weight. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone's various measurements is what uh, Arissa said. Yes, various measurements. We already discussed. We already discussed. But can we discuss the other two members of the unholy, unholy Big Brother Canada Three Trinity? We need to talk about Jordan. Haven't we Jordan? already talked about him enough? With the the one main annoying thing is that he thinks. I believe he thinks he's the only comedian in the room. And his jokes aren't even that clever, especially with the... Because the whole Cindy with the S thing is already getting tiresome, and we're less than one week into the show. After two episodes and her uh, her casting video, it's like, okay, we get it. But uh, people don't even... don't People don't even write down their votes in Big Brother. They cast it verbally. So the whole Cindy with the S joke doesn't make any sense because they're not even writing it. They can't even write their vote down with a C to even mock her that way. And then you as have Jordan say, like, hey, hey, I'm J- I'm Jordan with a J. It's like, well, that's nothing different, because that's very straightforward. What's, I don't even get what joke you're trying to make there, Jordan. With a J. With a J, yes. I already said it yes. Jordan, how is a how is a knockoff Peter Brown, which is which is pretty terrible. Why does everyone want to be him? He's like, pathetic. He couldn't even, he can't even eat a salad. Like, remember <laughs> that's from that's Surrey. I must admit, I kind of want Jordan to stay in as long as possible just so Ben has someone to rant about. Why does everyone always pick on Anil? John, or Johnny in his casting video was already saying, I don't want to be like Anil. Did Anil tell him that he was a positive and contributing uh, role model to the super fan community and then Johnny just went off on him for no reason and telling him to shut his mouth? Probably. Uh, nobody really likes... No, Anil's not very, very you know, fondly fought back on. 
<laughs> he lasted he lasted like three weeks, and all he was was a tryhard, basically. I always feel bad for Anil just because he's always the first person that gets thrown under the bus, so to speak, with uh, most of the cast members. Even when he's not, even at times when he's not doing anything wrong and he has good intentions, then suddenly, oh no, no, sorry, Anil. Nobody's going to give you any credit for anything. We're just going to put you down. Well, really, the only the only worthwhile thing he brought to the show was being uh being on the receiving end of you've been backstabbing this entire game. So shut your mouth. Objection. Exactly. <laughs> He's Suzette's foil. Suzette can always play off of Anil. Anil could just be motionless, saying nothing, and then Suzette can just uh, incite a, bo- a whole bunch of hatred and bring Anil into her core of hatred. I, I can't see that screen cap or, um, or video without thinking of objection anymore. You've basically ruined it for me. <laughs> Glad I could help. So then, and then there's... There's Brittany. She plugged her modeling agencies, and then we didn't really hear from her after that other than what we already talked about before with uh, her Sarah. and Sarah already figuring out that Kevin sabotaged the challenge. Wish we got more from Sarah, come to think of it. She probably had some great quotes that we didn't get to see because the uh, live feeds didn't come up till uh, Wednesday. I suspect that Sarah is going to be a sort of Nedda-style grower. I think that her edit is going to increase every week, probably. You can't really tell when it's a show being filmed live. Like the thing, the thing about Big Brother is you can't, you can never, you can never predict the tra- you can never predict the trajectory a contestant story is going to take. Like, remember uh, last year in Big Brother UK, Pauline? Oh yeah, <laughs> textbook edit or textbook. Uh... 180 edit. There's also a Bruno and a Greg in this season, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. We still, because Bruno didn't compete in the veto competition, uh, I still don't know on my 50-50 bet of whether or not he has nipple piercings. I hope, I hope at the very least that there, that there is a car-based veto competition for Greg. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! Hey, it's, it's, no less, it's no less cruel than like uh, it's no less cruel than the, than the Weaver family and the Amazing Race family edition being forced into like every car track, every car track in existence in the along the east coast of, of America. How how dare you pick on Greg, who is the greatest minor league ginger to ever be in professional sports? I, I like it. I like it. Fair enough. He's like you know. If anyone's going to bring if anyone's going to bring the the um the term ginger ninja back to back to normal lexicon, it's, you know, might as well be someone from Canada, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I was going to say if anyone's going to do it, it's obviously going to be John Montgomery, given that that Greg actually is it's quite a look look alike for uh, for Monty. It's it, it wouldn't be a surprise. I guess not. This would be a surprise. Boo! That's a surprise. Eek. Apparently that uh apparently I heard from Greg's family because I. Made fun of Greg on Twitter for the little uh, hand thing he did, where his he has his two fingers in a scissor pose and puts it over the one eye. I thought he was just trying. He was like somebody struggling with doing the Uma Thurman dance from uh, Pulp Fiction, but it uh, turns out it's low vista. And I tried to Google it, and nothing came up. It's like coaches. It's like coaches form of uh, of you know martial arts that he learns. That, oh, that Chong you can't Ram. Even Google. Chong yeah, Ram. that thing. I can't believe yeah. I can think of that off the top of my head. But yes, it's Chong Ran. On the subject of your 50-50 bet on whether Bruno has nipple piercings, you'll probably be able to find out on the next episode because, you know, the uh, the HOH competition, he's, you'll probably be able to see him at least once, I suspect. Okay. One of the greatest concerns of our generation will have an answer. <laughs> yes, does Bruno have nipple piercings? You know who was really under-edited besides Bruno, uh, Bruno's nipple piercings? What question of... Uh, Bruno's nipple piercings and his uh, 
flirty game style that he intends to do. Um, Godfrey, we pretty much heard nothing from him. Yeah, especially given that he is such a super fan and, as he said, is the one who's seen it every single international season, basically. He's a professor, not a student. Yeah, exactly. You never know, we might see more of him this week. Like I said, it's, it's the first week and all, all the airtime went to, you know, the Unholy Trinity, so... I cannot wait until Godfrey reveals that he is not a st- he's not a university student, but rather a high school dropout who became a male stripper. I just cannot wait to see how house guests uh, react to uh, him dropping that bomb on them. I hope that he lasts long enough to be able to do the prank with the ring. Oh yes, very much so. Probably planted in the uh, whose bag would he sh- should he be playing it in? Zach's. Yes. Who do we think is going to get eliminated next? Hopefully not Pilar's Giggle. Pilar's Giggle needs to stick around for for an episode. Peely, Peely, sorry. I'm never going to know which one's the right way to say it. Peely's Giggle, which sounds like some sort of a kid's fast food uh, or a Chuck E. Cheese type chain. But yes. A Playhouse spinoff. <laughs> Peely's Giggle. <laughs> I think depending on who wins HOH which I'm still not going to spoil for Logan. It, it might be a bit of a bigger threat this week, I suspect. In normal Big Brother US slash Canada, do they, not, do they still do that, do that thing where they just nominate two weakest, two weakest women and then just say, okay, uh, whatever? I mean, I didn't watch that much of last season of the American one because it was terrible, but probably. Yeah, they, did, they did it in 16, they did it in 15 until until um, Alyssa brought it into that, spectacularly. I think they did it in 14, they did it in they did it in 13, I think, as well. Well, they tried to, as much as they could. But they do they do it a lot, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not sure it's a very Canadian thing to do, that. Yeah, they, they normally try to fight in Canada, like, you know, between Suzette and you two guys and Paul and trying to get rid of Andrew. You know, they try to fight every opportunity, but since it's... Since it's going in a certain direction, the US one, it might take the same direction in the Canadian one. So hopefully not, but, you know... That's where I might be headed. I mean, it probably it probably all depends on who the who the HOH is and who they surround themselves with, because this is going to be our first week where there's probably going to be an alliance in charge or an alliance formed, proper alliance. If all the big targets get together and one of them wins the HOH, then you know it's probably going to be a fairly underwhelming week in terms of who goes. Otherwise, from the little we know from this week, a bigger target is probably going to go, especially given Jordan's. Uh, I know, I know you're going to eye roll at me for this, but John's uh, bit in the die room when Cindy uh, put up Pilar, saying, why don't you put up a bigger target, moron? Well, one of the things I'm interested in seeing is, like, um, during the Power of Video competition, Kevin was Kevin was all about this boys' club mentality of keeping, keeping, the, gu- keeping the guys safe, keeping everything even. So I'm interested to see if that's just him being delusional or if it's actually a thing that's happening in the house. It's annoying when it happens in the house because it's always it's always just like the guys, you know, ganging up on the girls just because they're, they're slightly better at power veto competitions or, or household competitions or whatever, but, yeah. One other thing. Should we have seen everyone's votes anyway? Should Arissa have revealed that Canada was voting after everyone had voted anyway? Because I think that would have been a brilliantly stirry thing to do. It would have taken up a lot. It would have taken a while to get through, though. Yeah, but just have everyone go to the die room, and then whilst they go there, Risha and Pilar go to the vault, take 
as long as everyone else voting to find their envelopes and then go, oh, by the way, yeah, you know those votes? They don't count. Canada's really been voting, so suck it. That would have it would have taken a while. It would have taken a while to get through everything though, because yeah. you got to. They're already having a tough gotta, time as it is. Yeah, you got to show Arista directing them where to go in the, in the yeah, as they go to the vault. <laughs> then you have to then you have to also show you also have to show them um everyone voting for who they want to get rid of, and it's just too much. It's too much. So I'm happy they did it. Even find the safety deposit box. Getting warmer. Getting warmer. <laughs> It's right in front of you. Yeah, look in front of you. It's like, it's like directing the monkey. <laughs> I would have just loved it if they would have taken another, like, five minutes to find their boxes and Arissa was just getting more and more annoyed. Just like, for God's sake, guys, find your pissing boxes. Just like with uh, trying to get the contestants at the beginning to take a deep breath before going into the house, how they all just laughed it off and she said, no, no. You have to take a deep breath before going in. I'm not going to let you do so. Yeah, you, you don't seem to realize I'm the puppet master of Arissa Cox. I can't understand anyone who thinks that Julie Chan is a better host than Arissa Cox. But, She's amazing. But for the next ten yeah. weeks, you do everything I say, bitches. <laughs> That'll be her catchphrase. Arissa out. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, she follows you on Twitter. Yes. Because I tweeted her uh, lame lame jokes, and she enjoyed those, so those will probably continue in the future. Monty doesn't follow you despite the uh, the lame jokes you sent to him either, does he? Monty and I have a complicated relationship. Yes, hashtag ginger rage. Uh, um, Bowler follows me on Facebook, on Twitter, that account. Yeah, yeah Rant Bowler follows me as well. Also, there's a chiropractor on the season. I think that's the only house guest we uh, didn't... Uh, uh, mention yet. Moving on. Who I I quite like generally. She's gonna bring got... skulls rather than hearts. That's all we know about her. And she wears a sweater uh, in a fancy ways. Yeah, I think I think if she gets the option, I-, I actually think she'd be one of the better options to Ica herself out of the game. I think she'd be quite funny if she was sort of swearing at people like Ica did. That's the sense I get of Well, hopefully next week we'll have more talk. We'll have more talk about. So, thank you very much for joining us today. We will be back next Friday for a, another eviction recap episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter Twitter handle is at mjharmstone. Ben's is at ink1y, and Logan's is at logsuperkawaki. See you next week.